Welcome to the Nova Nation podcast. This is Rob Logan. On this episode, my good friend and co-host Chris Merle and I discuss this year's men's basketball team, and I have a chat with my son Lucas about his favorite player and the Nova camps he attended. All that right now on the Nova Nation podcast. Listen up. Go Nova. All righty, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming season and what we think of the team. The 2021 men's basketball roster. I'm going to go through the names of the players on the team. We'll, we'll break it down a little bit, talk about the season. Uh, last year, just as a, as a recap, uh, the team finished uh, 24 and 7 with a 13 and 5 Big East record. Uh, they had uh, their last eight games, they were seven and one heading into the tournament. Uh, they had two seven game win streaks and another six game win streak last year. And if it wasn't for those three losses uh, back to back to back, I definitely think um, the end of the year would have been even more promising. But this year, we're returning almost everybody except for one person, which is Shadiq Bay. Uh, everybody else is back. And the lineup is, the roster is, uh, number one, Brian Antoine. Number two, Colin Gillespie. He's a senior this year. Uh, Brandon Slater is a junior, number three. Uh, Chris, Chris Archie Arachino is a sophomore. He's number four. Another sophomore is number five, Justin Moore. Uh, number 10 is Cole Swider. Number 13 is Kevin Boyd. 14, Caleb Daniels is a red fresh, uh, redshirt for, uh, junior this year. Uh, Kevin Hohen is a senior, number 20. We got uh, Dada uh, Demir Cosby Roundtree is a senior, number 21. Another senior, number 23, Jermaine Samuels. Number 24 is a sophomore, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And then rounding out is a redshirt freshman, uh, 6'8", Eric Dixon, number 43. Uh, that's the team. That's the roster. Chris, out of those players, uh, who are you looking forward to seeing this year? Uh, this is going to be a little off-the-radar selection, but um, Brian Antoine. Okay. Because we haven't seen him really. Right. So I think he's got some something there, some potential. And if he can give you a little explosiveness, I think this team can be even even better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm most looking forward to seeing him because only we really haven't seen him. And you know what? Hey, Chris, we had a lot of discussions last year on and off throughout the last season. And one of the things that I always said uh, when we were talking about games and, and my slight, slight, slight criticism of Jay Wright was not playing Brian Antoine Moore last season. I, I just think, I mean, he only averaged about five minutes a game. I just, I just thought that it would have been better even though he was coming off injury, just to play a little bit more, just to get used to 
playing in the Big East. You know, because you got to get used to, to playing in the Big East, man. It's a it's a different animal playing. Yeah, and I, I almost wonder if there was something going on behind the scenes, maybe practice or defensive effort, something like that, where uh, mm-hmm. Wright just didn't trust him out on the floor. Um, but it was clear that he wasn't really a part of the rotation. And it was a little frustrating, like you said. You were kind of like wanting to see how he would fit in the puzzle, but uh, we never got to see that. So hopefully this this season will – He'll be more involved in the rotation. The, you know, with Bay leaving, uh, most experts and stuff that you read on the internet, uh, they say that Jay Wright's going to go with a smaller lineup. They have a projected starting lineup of of the senior Tom Gillespie, the sophomore Justin Moore, the junior Caleb Daniels. The senior Jermaine Samuels and the sophomore Jeremiah Robinson Earl. That's the projected starting five. Um, if you want my opinion, I think that's the way to go. And the biggest mystery out of that five is obviously Caleb Daniels. I think uh, back, you know, he's a transfer from from Tulane. He was voted back in 2018-19. He was voted the All LSWA second team, and he was named AAC Weekly Honor Roll uh, for for them. Uh, he averaged almost 17 points a game uh, for Tulane that year. So he's definitely a shooter. Can definitely uh, he can shoot the three. He's shooting almost 35 percent. From the three, and uh, from what from what I've been told, he's like a offensive, like he's he can put up some numbers real quick. From what I what I've been told, so okay, um, I, I definitely think the difference, you know, having having him in the starting lineup, you know, he's going to put some points up, which which I think uh, which I think they need. You know? Yeah, I mean, they have to replace Bay's scoring, and you, you don't want to necessarily rely on Gillespie to have to be able to score every game. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's great when he does, but that's not really his role. He, right. was, he, he did end up being, by default, the second-leading scorer on the team last year. But mm-hmm. I think you know they probably want to transition away from that. And uh, if you add another shooter... Which and you know if if you're starting more, and then you're bringing in the transfer Daniels, then you're gonna be, you know you're you're gonna have some you're gonna have some uh, shooters out on the floor. So I think that's actually um, a pretty good way to to start. We'll see we'll see how the rotation works. Um, and I noticed one name you didn't have on there was Swider. Right. Right. I, Slider, I have coming off – I guess they have him projected coming off the bench. But that's – that's for me, I would like to focus on him just a little bit because Cole, he has the potential. He has the height. He's got the um, – you know, he's been in the system now for this is going to be his third year. I'm hoping for a breakout year for Cole Slider. 
He was very streaky last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some games where he seemed like he couldn't miss, and then other games he would almost immediately catch a pass and then shoot, and almost like he was trying to get himself into a rhythm, but certain nights he just seemed to be a little off. Right. So if he could give you something, and like you said, he does have good size. He's 6'9". So yeah. um, really, I mean, the only interior players that they have are Robinson Earl and, mm-hmm. uh, and Cosby Roundtree. Right. And, right. and it looks like uh, Cosby Roundtree is going to be coming off the bench as well. So uh, right. I guess your top, your top three guys off the bench would be him, Antoine, and Swider. Right. And you got, I mean, and you have too. I mean, you know, Cosby Roundtree, he's used to that uh, coming off the bench. I think him coming off the bench was a nice adjustment last year because I definitely think there were times when his play kind of sparked the offense and defense a little bit and kind of, you know, raised the uh, adrenaline level of the, of the team as they were playing. So I think that's a good uh, person to come off the bench. Uh, to, to give him that little bit of spark. And then you got shooters and scorers that, you know, need to put the ball in the basket, especially uh, Swider. And uh, you got another one who I like, who is the, a nice wing player, Brandon Slater. Uh, streaky, can slash to the hoop, incredible athleticism. Um, I mean, he's off the charts, what he can do. So, uh, you know, this team, I think, has a nice combination of a lot of different pieces that, you know, for Jay Wright can go 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 well together. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they're definitely going to be a good offensive team, and they'll be able to play good team defense and uh, very athletic. One thing, one mm-hmm. thing I am kind of curious about, so last year we noticed that uh, Colin Gillespie was playing a lot of minutes. And mm-hmm. it seemed like Jay Wright was almost a little reluctant to take him out of games for a long period of stretches. And when he would get into foul trouble, you'd kind of see them run the offense a little differently. Who's the backup point guard? Who, who's your Who's your primary ball handler when Gillespie's not on the floor? Well, I mean, last year, last year for a little while there, they did use, uh, you know, Antoine for a little bit, but then towards the end of the season, uh, especially in Big East play, because you know, the Big East it's it's a physical, it, you know, it's a physical makeup of teams i mean you know everybody says it biggie's play you know it's different from from playing other teams and everything so i think the physicality was a little bit too much but they started to go to justin moore as far as you know having the ball in his hand bringing it up a lot of times and to me that's not i don't think that's optimal because justin moore he played good around the rim you know, there were some post-ups that he did. Yeah, he's a catch-and-shoot guy, too. I, I don't know if that's his best role is to be uh, bringing the ball up at the top of the key and, and, and dishing. Right, but, that's, but I think, you you know, 
I think that was it. That's all they ever right. had. Uh, and, and that's the reason why, you know, Colin played. I mean, he, there was games where he played 40 minutes a game, you know, like he, he didn't come out. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, the last game, the last game of the season, the last game of the season against Georgetown that must win to, you know, get a share of the, the Big East title, he played all 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's not ideal. No, no. Especially in you know, and, and when you're banging in Biggie's play like right. that, it, it takes a toll. You know, you know they're younger kids, so you know they can, you know, maybe take it a little bit better. But you're you're right. You you really need to establish somebody behind him that can control the ball, handle the ball, if certain things go where you know Colin can't be in there or, or is he's taking a break. But hopefully, hopefully Brian Antoine. Maybe he'll step up. We'll see. You know, I'm assuming he's got to be – he's got to have the ball in his hands. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that rotation of, of Colin, um, Justin, Caleb, and Brian, that's going to be your – that's going to be your constant rotation as far as your guards go. And they're going to play almost – they're probably going to play three guards most of the time. I would assume it, it looks that way. Yeah. You know? Yes. They're not going to be big. They're not going to be big, you know, no. with, with, you know, their coolest player only being six, nine, but uh, I think, I think Robinson Earl plays good underneath. I think he plays good defense. He does. He's, you know, he, he gets the most out of, out of his six, nine frame. He's got the long arms, the long. I range. was just going to say that so, and he's a pretty, he's a pretty good rim protector and, uh, I think he, he, you know, he averaged over ten rebounds last year per game in led the team. So right. and he gives I, you some I've, inside presence, right? And I, I've actually been told too by um, some people who have seen some practices so far this year that the redshirt freshman Eric Dixon is a beast underneath six eight two sixty. Okay. And he might be, he might be, you know, a little bit of a rim protector as well, uh, given, you know, Robinson Earl a little bit of a break. But to me, the guards on this team are what are going to take this team, you know, as far as they go, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about it. And if, if the guards play well, if, if Cole and if Jermaine, play Brandon plays they 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 get their 10 12 points a game uh this team I think hands down will win the Big East I agree that's definitely something that should not just be a goal but that should just be something hey we're getting the Big East title and that's it and then going on from there I mean they're ranked Right now, the national poll has them either one or two. Most national polls either one or two. Them, them, yeah, according to uh, – I mean, I just looked at the latest odds in Vegas for the uh, for the gamblers out there. There were uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. They were at uh, to win the national championship. They had the they had the highest odds. They were uh, plus seven fifty, so about seven to one. And then they had Gonzaga was right up there, and also Iowa. Which I didn't realize, but they have the returning, um, 
the kid Garza coming back. So uh, they're supposed to be very good this year. So, yeah, right now Villanova is uh, is top dog. You know, almost every you know every player last year that that pretty much was a starting player for Villanova, they all averaged double double you know double mm-hmm. digits um, in scoring. Which, I mean, that's pretty. You know, it's a nice level uh, where you know one player was maybe not hitting it and somebody else picked it up, but I definitely think this team, I mean, they really have the potential to, to be one of the best Nova teams uh, in the last 10 years. Right. And, and this will be an unusual season with all the protocols in place and things like that. So we don't know how that's going to affect teams and programs, but Mm -hmm. as far as on the court uh, talent, they're as good as anybody. And we know they have one of the best coaches as well. So, right, All right, and, and Chris, that might be the you know the, the biggest thing is is keeping all these kids healthy, keeping them uh, you know having their uh, exposure to different things, trying to you know not have that. Uh, that's gonna maybe that's the biggest thing that they got to worry about than what's actually going to be on the court. Maybe once they get on the court, it's going to be no problem, but getting to the court is going to be where the problem is. We can't predict that. We don't really know what is going to happen ultimately, but I think this is a case where uh, Villanova's got an advantage because these kids have all played together for a while. And they've been in this system. Whereas mm-hmm. some programs like to recruit the one and done type players and not having much of an off season and starting later than you normally do. The consistency might be a little off with those types of uh, teams and programs. So where Villanova definitely has an, has an advantage with all these returning, you know, four starters coming back and, and, and even their bench players coming back. So. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no freshman on this team. Yeah, you're right. Yep. No freshman. Now, you know, they have a couple of freshmen coming in next year and the year after that. But, you know, this year, they got the experience level. I think playing in the Big East, going down the stretch last year, uh, those last eight games, they definitely gelled together. And like you said, I think that gel is going to continue over to this year and uh, definitely makes them one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win the national title. It's, I think it's national title. Or wow. Best. I'm calling okay. it. I, I mean, I, I think I'm going to say sweet stick, sweet 16 at least. Then after that, you just never know. Um, but I mean, they have, they're, they're, they're one of the five best teams in the country. Clearly. Um, the, right. To me, the yeah. big East, I don't think is as strong as it's been. So I don't see them getting a lot of resistance. I think last mm-hmm. year it might have been a little tougher. Now that Seton Hall team was pretty good. Creighton was good too. Good. They had a lot of scorers, a lot of shooters, uh, and they were they were very tough mm-hmm. at home. But we don't even know what what's the home court advantage going to look like this year. 
who's going to allow fans in, in, in the arenas? Some states might, some states right. might not. You know, uh, Pennsylvania probably won't. Or they'll have a very small right. percentage. But, hey, listen. Right, but Chris, you know what? As we've what as I've seen watching the NBA games with no fans, sometimes that's better because a team like this, you know, like the, like this year's Nova team, going now and playing some of these Big East schools away without fans, um, that's that's a big difference, and I think that's an advantage for Nova, uh, not having and not having that loud crowd where the other teams are feeding all the crowd and the adrenaline's going and you know these teams are playing above their heads where you know if you're just in a gym and it's five on five i don't think this team can be beat yeah it should level the playing field for the road teams uh the home teams in some of these places won't have so much of an advantage Uh, whatever it is i'm looking forward to it and hopefully we get some kind of season we get some games. We get to watch some games, whether we watch them in person or on TV. But we get some kind of a semblance of of an NCAA season, and we'll see how far this. Yeah, we'll goes. see. Are you looking for an expert advertising agency? If so, the Ryan James Agency will set you on a path to success. They are supremely creative thinkers with a future-focused approach. At the Ryan James Agency, they leverage their creative power with strategic digital marketing and advertising experience to demand results for their clients. Great results come from great creativity, no matter what the medium. That's the bottom line that raises your bottom line. Check them out at ryanjamesagency.com. All right, I'm sitting here right now with one of the biggest Nova fans that I know, my son, Lucas. Hi. Lucas, got a question for you. Who is your favorite player on the men's team at the moment? Demir Cosby Roundtree. Uh, And why Demir? Because... When I went to the Villanova camp, he was really nice to me, and he was very friendly. Mm-hmm. And it was is really fun. Didn't he play uh, like a one-on-one or a two-on-two with you guys? Yeah. With a couple of the kids there? Mm-hmm. Now, you went to the camp two years in a row. You went when yep. it was the Jay Wright camp? And you got to meet who there? Jay Wright. And who else? Josh Hart. No, Josh Hart was there the second year. Who was there that first year? Brunson. Brunson was there the second year. Who was there the first year? Do you remember? No. Who came as a as a as a guest speaker that year? I don't remember. You don't remember it being Ryan Arch? Oh, yeah. Right, and him and Jay Wright, and then the second year it was the Jalen Brunson camp. And it was Jalen and Josh Hart that was there. Right, right, right. Which camp, um, who, who, out of those twosomes, who was it cooler to meet? Jalen or... Jalen or Jay Wright? Jay. Why? Because if he likes 
how you are, then he's gonna recruit you. You think you think he was checking out checking out the kids there? Yeah. And you think he was taking notes and maybe yeah. seeing who was gonna be eventually uh, a possible Villanova yeah. player? Yeah. How do you think you did there? Good. Good? Yeah. You think you made a good impression on him? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Who who else other than uh Jameer did you get to meet and hang out with a little bit? Brandon Slater. Brandon Slater? Mm-hmm. He was cool too, right? Yeah, he's my second favorite because he's he 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 actually played uh me and him versus two kids. In a in a game, right? Yeah. While you guys were all hanging out. Yep. And he was my coach. You remember? He, he was, was your he was your coach. Groups. Right. He yeah. was your coach. Right. He was a, he was an extremely nice gentleman, and very cool with the with the kids as well. Right. Yep. Did you have those two years? Did you miss? Obviously, with the COVID situation this past summer, there was no opportunity to have that camp. Um, did you miss it? Do you want to, uh, you know, what did you miss about it? The thing I missed about it was the players. The players? And having fun with them. Yep. It is pretty cool how... I, Good. I didn't like driving that far from, to go there from really late to there. Right. It was like a two-hour drive. No, it was... It was about 40 minutes, but... I thought it was like an hour. No, it was about 40 minutes. Not Still, that bad. I was tired because because of camp. Right, you went, to all, you went to camp all day long, and then you left camp early, and you had the, the camp so, at night, basically. So, so you basically people, went from first thing in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, till probably almost 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. So people, like... Uh... Like, they expect you to, like, have a, a bunch of energy when you get there. Mm-hmm. I had, like, barely any because of how much I was running around at camp by the time I had to go. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't we tell you to kind of take it easy at camp so you could have a little bit more energy well, at night? you see, I, um... I like running around with my friends. No, I know you like running around. And? So, jumping in the pool. And you were in the pool a lot, right? But you knew, though, you were going to the camp, so... Yeah, but I still like t- taking, taking some energy out of me. No, but you did, you did very well at the, at the camp both years, though. Yeah. And you had fun. And at the end, which is really cool, is you get to meet all the, well, you meet all the players throughout the camp anyway, but you get to go get all their autographs, right? I I got Jay Wright's autograph, and he took a picture. Right, you did. The first first year, right, Jay Wright did come over to us and, and took a picture with us and signed our playbook, right? He gave us a playbook, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was really cool. He's got some plays in there and some stuff to to so to, to learn. Probably like the plays that he actually used. Maybe, maybe a couple of them. I'm sure it's not all of them. It, it wasn't that thick of a book. It was just a little pamphlet thing, but it was still it was still from him though, which yeah. was pretty cool. That was that meeting him more exciting than the second year in the camp because he really wasn't. It was more of a Jalen Brunson camp I'll the, be, I'll the be second year. I think the second year was better because you remember at the end I met um, all the players autographed a paper. That's true. 
Although That's right. it, you probably like the first one the best because you actually got a playbook from him. Well, no, I mean, you. it was your playbook uh, that he autographed, but the second year was uh, a little bit cooler just because they did do that at the end where they gave you a poster and you got to take the poster. They also, to... signed, uh, they also gave uh, balls. Yes. Well, they did. Yeah, they did give give you guys a bunch of giveaways, but it was cool because they they had all the players sit down and you were able to go to each player and just get their autograph right on on the um, on the Go Nova sign. Right. And if you really wanted them to, you can have you could have had them sign your shirt, which you did the first year. Right. Yes. Yes. You still have that shirt. I have no clue where that is. Let me ask you a question. Who, we know Demir right now, but do you have a different all-time Villanova? Ryan. Ryan? Ryan's pretty cool, right? What, what, hey, what did Ryan do for your birthday this year? Can you tell that one? Oh, um, he, um, you, who set it up? Well, I set it up, but go ahead. Um, he, it was like a voice thing. Right. Where he showed his face and sended it to you. And he was saying happy birthday to me and stuff. Right. And, and he said some other things too, right? Yeah. He said if he was ever at a game and he was there to go up to him and, and say hi to him and, and talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And he wished you a happy birthday. And what did he say? He said to, to uh, he keep practicing. Gave, he also gave me some tips like a point guard. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. He talked about. You know, going up strong and and practicing. <laughs> Did you tell him about my team? No, no, no. I know. I think he just worked that into the into the greeting with you, right? But that was pretty cool, wasn't it? And uh, the Christmas that year on Christmas, you remember I got the jersey. Right, you got an autographed jersey from him, uh, a number fifteen jersey, which we still have to. Uh, we got to get that in a case, a nice case, because. Uh, we don't want that to get messed up. But the, the, the thing to me, and I'm sure, Lucas, you can back me up. And after I complete the sentence, you can, you know, give your take. But to me, what I thought was the best thing about that camp is the interaction with the players and the kids. Yep. And, and how they, they hung out with them. They played with them. It, I, I thought that was really... The key to it, right? Yep. I think the the main part about the camp was to either was to train and to like like do a meet and greet with the players and stuff. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll have another one next year. Yep. Um, and coronavirus. And right, and you would definitely want to go back to that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a cool camp. It's a cool camp. Um, definitely recommend it. It is. Um, it was a little bit of a drive from where we were, but it was definitely worth it. And we had a good time. And yep. we actually hung out in in the town a little bit. We went to dinner one night, and we got ice cream one night at the ice cream place right there on the main on the main drag there. Um, so it was a cool time, right? Yeah, and even though you weren't playing and stuff you still got to meet like all the players oh yeah yeah they came up to they came up to all the all the parents and and talked to the parents and figured out who 
what parent was whose and, and uh, kid. You remember um, I brought data to you. Yes, you did bring <laughs> you bring you brought data over to me to meet me and uh, to shake my hand. And he came over and he introduced himself, which I thought was pretty cool. That's the that's the um, uh, me taking a picture with him when huh. you took the picture. That's literally the um, the picture on my YouTube channel. Right. Yes, that's a pretty cool picture. The two of you standing next to another. Hmm? Yeah, he's definitely uh he definitely towers over you a little bit, right? He's like seven foot. <laughs> yeah. He used to joke around with us and kept saying and he had the ball in his hands and he's like, Oh, I'm eight foot tall. You can't get the ball from me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I do remember him keeping the ball away from me. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm glad you had a good time. Definitely I would recommend any time Villanova has any type of camp or or anything associated with the basketball team or even the girls basketball team uh, I highly recommend it um, take it from the the words of a 11 year old right here my son it is definitely a cool experience you actually get to play on the pavilion in the pavilion on the court where the team plays and you actually go back into the actual training court which is not really uh, seen by many and you guys got to go back in there and and hang um, out back in there and um and like since like brandon was my coach on like both years i think Mm he um um when we were in the training thing he 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 was talking to us because we were playing those uh like um those um games yeah, the scrimmage games. Yeah, he was like our coach, and he was telling us like what to do and stuff. Right, right. He was like your your he was like your coach when you guys were playing in the scrimmage games. How they broke up all the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool, and you, and they all got to see um, the training facilities and everything like that. It, it was just a great time. But I highly recommend it. Highly recommend looking into it, and if it is available next year. Definitely go. Right, Lucas? Yep. All right, man. Are you looking for a reliable company to service your swimming pool or hot tub? If so, we are absolutely thrilled with the work that American Pool Concepts did for us. They completely transformed our pool. American Pool Concepts does amazing work. Patrick and Chris are hardworking pool experts. Hire them, you won't regret it. Check their Facebook page or their website at www.americanpoolconcepts.com. What's up, Nova Nation? If you have any questions that you would like to have answered, or discussed on the show, email us at the Nova Nation Podcast at gmail.com.